Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the last episode of the Two Dudes Talk Movies podcast for the semester. I'm Drew. I'm Cam. And today we're talking about a man's man movie. <laughs> a manly movie. Psycho Maverick. This movie, you eat steak and eggs, but this movie, man, this is a real man's You sit in the recliner, have a Budweiser and a nice steak on your gut. Absolutely. Man, this is, talk, did you say what we were talking about? I said we're talking oh, about yeah. Maverick, I believe. Uh, yeah. It was came out this year and literally broke all box office <laughs> records for the summer. Uh, Danny, you want to say who stars in it? Yeah, it stars um, Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, Val Kilmer, and Glenn Powell. It was directed by Joseph Kosans- Kosansky. 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 I mean, I'm sure Tom Cruise did all the work, though. He did something. He did do, yeah. Oh, this guy. This guy on the Academy Award for Best Picture. It got. Uh, Deserved it, though. It got nominated, I think. Did it get? Yeah, it got, yeah, yeah. No. But it won for um, sound design, I think. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, for best. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got. I won best. I was hoping that was gonna win best picture because who won? This movie, guys, is the everything ever all at once one. Ooh, no. Ooh. Boo, no. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Rob Lacates, but he loves that movie, and we're fl- we flame him on a. We're tr- he was on the well, episode. He was on the Donnie Darko episode. So funny, and we've been trying to get him to do an episode on everything, everywhere, for next all some like half this this semester, and he won't do it because he, he thinks we're gonna talk about him the whole time, which isn't true. We just don't like the movie. But yeah, yeah. But um, like I said earlier, this movie is an American. <laughs> it's it's probably the most American movie that's been around since the original, and like I don't know, it's just. A lot of American flags, a lot of for the troops montages and beautiful, beautiful beach scenes. This is like the stuff Family Guy, the fam- stuff Family Guy like do does a uh, flashbacks to parodies of. Yeah, and they and like remember that one time? It's like what they how they do it? It's like uh cut away. Like, yeah, they're like remember the one time I did a flight school with uh, Tom Cruise and Matt and Top Gun? And they do like a cutaway to a scene in this. This was this was a this was a real man's movie right here. What'd you think of it overall? This is, it was really good. Uh, I, it was better than I expected. I expected like this corny, you know, uh, just, just action all the time and not a real storyline, but I forgot this was, I didn't watch the original uh, time and stuff down the way, but I, uh, I forgot this. It had, it had a, a first one. This is the second one. And there was a lot of, there was, a, it was more storyline driven. And I liked that they had, Drew gave me some, uh, info from the first one that uh miles tellers miles tellers character uh bradley what was his uh rooster, rooster yeah his um his dad or well if you've you probably are you've probably already seen the original i'm just late to it but yeah i like how storyline how storyline driven it was i like the acting scenes i liked how i like the training scenes the most that was the best thing and it's unfortunate because i heard so many things about it during the summer like this huge blockbuster and i heard how many records and budgets and all the awards and all that good stuff happened i wish i would have saw this in the movies because i know this was a, a a very different experience i watched this on my phone during class so what uh and it just i know it wasn't the same if i had like a bucket of popcorn stupid wide screen that this would have been something to remember but that's my spiel drew what do you think well cam i'll start off by saying that watching it in a movie theater was the best <laughs> moment of my life 
I and I like you said, a big buttery bag of corn, <laughs> a nice Fanta right next to me, Damn. watermelon Sour Patch Kids. Sounds like a dream. Yeah, and I, at that point, I I showed up late to the movie because I thought like I came from work and I thought movies were dead because of COVID still. So mm-hmm. I thought like, you know, not a lot of people are gonna be here. I showed up and I couldn't find a seat <laughs> for the for the first like five minutes I was in the movie theater. And so I found one, and it was probably my favorite. Um, it's probably my favorite movie to watch in theaters, like in recent memory, just because it was so. I think the best way to describe this movie is just like, dumb fun. Yeah. It, yeah, it's pretty much it. Pretty much pleases everyone in terms of, what they're going for. It's it, it it's but I don't find it corny either. Like it's it's weirdly not as corny as you think it would be coming off like a '80s like it's a a sequel to an '80s movie, and usually, those suck. Yeah, this is 40 years later. And I would say that this movie is better than the original, in my opinion, just because the technology is obviously better. They actually have the actors doing practical stunts, uh, I believe, in the, like, Tom Cruise, obviously, because he's, like, a god. Um, Just special effects, obviously, sound design. um, Just overall cinematography is really good. I don't know. It's just, like, it's hard to hate this movie. You want to talk about the... uh like the differences between the original and the first one or the the original and the new one yeah um so the first one i see with this new one i like how it takes the character of maverick from the first one and it makes him more of a teacher rather than more of a student like he was in the uh first movie because in the first movie he was kind of where the people that he's teaching it he's trying to like just become the best pilot ever and whatever in like his little navy base and uh with goose and then you know goose dies um, pretty much because of Ma- not because of Maverick, but it's kind of his decisions are made by Maverick that kind of result in Goose's death. So in this movie, we see him kind of still 40 years later, still reeling from that death and feeling a lot of guilt, especially when Rooster, Goose's son, um, you know, is within the, the young team. And I got it. Got what? Rooster and Goose. Like a rooster. It's a shorter, a smaller bird than yeah. Goose. That's hot. Yeah, <laughs> and the mustaches. Those were my, that was a mighty fine mustache. Absolutely. But yeah, I think that they, because I didn't, did I watch the movie before? I think I watched the movie before I saw Top, Top Gun Maverick, the original. I think I, I saw it before. And um, I don't know, I think they played, they played really well into uh, Maverick's guilt over Goose's death. And that kind of drives the relationship between Rooster because Rooster's upset with Maverick because out of fear that Rooster's going to die like his father, he, like, has been pushing him back in terms of, like, allowing him to be in the Navy. You, you know, in the movie, though, yeah. he put, he took his paper, saw it, and he keeps, like, waving him, like, no, he can't do this because he doesn't want to see him die like his best friend, and he, you know, feels a lot of guilt for that. And and then Rooster's obviously upset about that, so I think that really adds a kind of a good emotional depth to it without being too much for a summer blockbuster. And I, in some scenes, it's, like, it's pretty more it's more emotional than you think it would be especially at the ending where uh they recreate the picture that um of goose like where he's like there and then he like hugs miles teller at the end and then at the very end you see both pictures next to each other and it just kind of shows like a all like a round mm-hmm. way of just telling the story with Maverick. The circle moment yeah, yeah. Did, did you pick up on kind of what do you think of like the emotion like rooster and maverick's relationship throughout i liked it a lot because when he was talking to what was her name uh penny's character yeah. uh and they were talking about rooster they were like uh you keep you by or when 
when a Maverick told her, like, I pulled his papers, and then she was like, why? He's like, because his mom told me to. I thought that was really cool, as opposed to, like, the simple, uh, yeah, I just didn't want him to die. Like, I think that addition really added on to it. And then, what else happened? It was, I didn't know he, I, I, like I said, I didn't watch the first one, and I learned that he lost both his, both his mom and his dad. So that added more onto the Maverick? No, uh, Rooster? yeah. Oh, okay. I think they, so he lost his dad for sure. And then, yeah, because he was like, uh, Maverick was like, his mom told me to before she left. Oh, okay. So I think that added on to it. I like, it wasn't like a hardcore hatred between them throughout the movie. It was kind of like, um, like a subtle passive aggressiveness, which I think was, I, I wouldn't like to see the hate, like hard hatred because he's still his teacher at the end of the day. So you can't disrespect him too much. So that was a good balance. You see kind of a nice, uh, kind of more of a, especially when they're in their training, it's uh, Maverick kind of going against them in certain drills and everything. You see more of kind of a playful, a playful kind of young people now against the old like legend kind of guy mm -hmm. where they're kind of, they think he's past his prime and he's still like cooking them. Yeah, <laughs> and, that was fun. Yeah, so I like how, I don't know, I like how those montage scenes of them training, it's just fun. Like it's just fun to see their relationship and it's just fun obviously the action not action but just the special effects of them flying those planes is just really fun and it's just really entertaining especially when they implement kind of that drill that they have to fulfill to oh uh, hit the target like that too where where you have to like go super high yeah that was and like adding that kind of element to like okay we have to do this uh or you know and it's like you only get like a second to get out of it or else you die like i i don't know i think that was a really good like driving force to kind of make you suspense uh suspenseful for the ending um what do you think of kind of the batch of characters with rooster like hangman and bob they weren't memorable hangman was i think a little bit he was a nice yeah him it, there's there's four main characters in this for me well three main and then like one side uh maverick rooster penny and hangman Hangman was kind of like the, like again, he added on to the balance of you got this one guy who's trying really hard, and that's Hangman's character, and then you have Rooster's character who's like kind of off to the side kind of thing. Like, uh, I feel like I'm saying like a lot. He has his own, he has his own problems with the instructor, so he's just being. But, but he's not like cock. Yeah, no, no, no. He, uh, he kept it. He, he knew he was his teacher, but he knew he wanted... To, I felt like he wanted to challenge him, but at, he couldn't. So I liked his character. And at the end when he saved him, that was pretty That was pretty hot. Yeah, I, I like how even, you know, with the beach scene, which is, you know, a complete... A cultural reset, some would say. Was that uh, in the original? No, well, they had a, a volleyball scene where it's like Tom Cruise and Goose like playing volleyball, and it's like in slow motion. Mm. But I would say that this the beach scene and the new one blows it out of the water in terms of like <laughs> in terms in ter well one is just like shirtless dudes that's no well that's not what i meant i meant more like i meant vibes cam vibes I, you know, I don't know it's it's just hard not to like feel like summer when you watch it you know what i mean you're like, yeah like when you're like okay like I, like this is like a summer movie and you just feel like really kind of entertained and it's like dang it with the music as well yeah it's I was I was saying a lot of things. <laughs> the music. <laughs> I said a lot of things. We just like the scene. It's a great movie. Man, I really wish I went to go see this in theaters because I'm watching it in class. And it was a 
dude like i could not it's probably my my most like and this is gonna make you feel even worse but when i grow up oh, i'm like 75 decrepit and like i couldn't <laughs> like walk i'm gonna remember this movie i'm gonna i'm gonna tell my great grandchildren <laughs> that i was in theaters to watch top gun maverick and it was in the summer of 2021 or 2022 and i had a blast you gotta have the story but i could just came off work i came in 10 minutes late i couldn't find a seat it and but that two hours with my pants <laughs> i remember the i remember when i woke up that morning it's gonna be a great day bagging groceries at the local county market at gosh years old maybe i should this degree got me nowhere and this was <laughs> man i'm really jealous right now i wish i i don't know why i didn't go see probably cause i didn't it's tom cruise movies don't bring that out of me i don't think i've ever died to go see a tom cruise film well yeah i don't i think i was shocked by this movie i because like now we live in a time we're actually kind of past that point where in the mid 2010s it was just like sequel from two, uh, 1980s remake of 1980 you know we were getting like bombarded with that and i feel like we kind of fizzled out recently in years so to hear that this is kind of happening which i think this was in like production or like um being worked on script wise and just production wise for a, like a long time i think that for the last like 10 years, I think they've been kind of really well in terms of like writing the script, getting kind of the idea, and like because that, like this movie, it, it's not the stuff they do in this movie in terms of planes and kind of all the shots, like the cinematography and everything. You could just tell that there's a lot of people behind this, man, and a lot of money behind this. Let me check out the budget because I was wondering about that because this is it made it back, it, yeah, it. I think it made like 2.5 billion dollars. I don't, I don't remember the exact number, but I just remember it kept going up also. We have to talk about Tom Cruise is 60 years old <laughs> and still like doing stuff like this. He's just, all right, geez, budget was 170. That, yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's, but it's usually Marvel movies where everything's like green screen special effects, like a, almost 100%. Budget is like 200 million. So that's like pretty up there. Budget was 1 million. Or no. Roughly billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was what they was what they grossed at the box office. Yeah, 1.5 billion at the office, box office, 170 for budget. Okay, man, that's, that's a huge comeback for us. Yeah, from like 40 years ago. Yeah, that's really impressive. And I mean, I don't know. I is there anything? I can't really think of anything with the script that's kind of like not great. You know, because it's pretty straightforward. It's and it's pretty uh, sentimental and like heartwarming. Kind of how I think the scene that made me love the movie like already at the beginning is when we get to see maverick's point of view of rooster playing the piano and in the in the uh, bar and then it cuts back and forth to the scene where goose plays in the first one which i know you haven't seen the first one yeah but in the first one goose is kind of this um you know outspoken funny guy okay. and, and we see his son and his wife in the bar in that same bar mm -hmm. and um that same kid is obviously who miles teller grows up to be and so i think that moment kind of hits you if you've seen the first one emotionally, because you're seeing him kind of like reel from seeing Rooster do the same thing his dad did back in the day and kind of still uh, reinstating that idea that he doesn't want him to end up like his dad. That was his fault. So he feels a lot of pressure and guilt from that, um, which I think especially towards the end, you get to see kind of a similar... I don't know. I think Tom Cruise and Miles Teller had a really good chemistry, especially towards the end. That's a real, yeah, it showed like a real father-son bonding. They went up, oh yeah, when uh, he was about to get on the, when um, Rooster was about to get on his jet, 
and then he had something to say and then he got interrupted and he's like i'll talk to you later that was a real yeah. real bonding moment i like but i think so it's good you explained the piano scene because when i saw it i'm like dude that's so corny like yeah. they have the jukebox or whatever they had going on the music and then she turns the power off or it gets cut out and then this dude just hops on the piano just like he's Miles Davis or something, just and I'm. It's because it's because he's playing the same song that his dad played in the first one. Ah. So I think, and I think you know, you could say that this movie really does just it it. Uh, what's the word? It kind of just appeals to nostalgia in certain ways, like that. Like you seen the first one, and you're like 50 years old, like my parents, and you love the first one. You're gonna really enjoy the fact that it lays off that first one. But I don't think it does it in a way that's like overly in your face or cheap you know what i mean yeah like it doesn't kind of a a kind hard not kind hard but like a heartwarming way rather than just uh like banking on it if that makes sense which i mean why you look shocked there's not a third one on the way don't say that how could there be there's not i don't know it's from march top gun three teases it's not confirmed, but I really just want them to make it so I go to the theater to see it. Cause I don't, I don't see how they could. Cause like the way they ended, it seemed like it wrapped up everyone's story in a good way. And I know I, I uh, explained to you kind of Penny, kind of mm-hmm, that whole love scene. Or not, yeah. When I watched that in theaters, I didn't know that. I didn't know that she was mentioned in the first one, and she was a girlfriend of Maverick back in the day. Um, which I think they did. They really need her in the movie. I don't think so. They did not need Penny in the movie. I don't Maybe not for that long or that much. Uh, and and Jennifer Connelly, I think is her name. She's a like. There's a lot of like big actors in this movie, like Miles Teller, Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, John Hamm for a Mad Men and a lot of other movies. And I think Val Kilmer is Ed Harris. Val Kilmer. Yeah, we'll not for a second. We'll talk to him for a second. You said Ed who? Ed Harris. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, and just big actors. But it's funny because those big actors really don't have those big of roles. You can't do you get to you can't do too much when Tom Cruise is the lead actor. I I think I think it goes to show kind of how willing these top actors were to just be in the movie. You know, like because John be a Hamm, part of it. Yeah, because John Hamm's like a leading man and stuff. So the fact that he and Ed Harris too, but you know he's old. So <laughs> so it's like the fact that they're able just wanting to be involved in everything is pretty cool because they know kind of. I think it was just, it, it was a good they knew that it was a good script and everything that they were working for so I think that just goes to show but um, also there's a scene in the beginning uh, when Maverick's flying uh, for the first time in a while I think mm-hmm. and he's kind of like showing off and everything and you see Ed Harris's character uh, walk out of that little building and see him kind of shoot uh, past him yeah and you see the building on his left kind of shoot up like the roof you know what I'm talking about when it's by the, the fence the gate. And Ed Harris walks out and he's looking at the plane and it does that when the camera's behind him and the and the plane just shoots up in the yeah yeah in the wind and all the stuff that uh, whatever that was um, the fact that the roof like throws up that's because it was like the set was like shaking like it, it like came apart because the pressure from the plane was so huge but they kept it in the movie man yeah that's that's something I was curious about how they got the shots I know we talked about it a little bit earlier but like. That was a lot of, that was great camera work and setups and cinematography. And I mean, it, it tops the original, obviously, and just being in the plane and you get to see many kind of GoPro-esque camera angles showing the tires hitting the, the runway, showing just them in the cockpit. Um, is, is that what they call, is that what they call them, those planes? Cock, whatever, cockpits. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 
I don't know. Who cares? Driver's seat, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but um, just to see them, because they're actually flying these planes, so to see like kind of the environment behind them through the thing, and it's like a very wide shot. It, it just makes it seem so much more intense and authentic because you actually know that this is at, like it's not cheap. Like they're not showing them in like a, a CG like cockpit, and then it's like, oh, look at this plane. Back to them, and you know you get to yeah. see them in yeah actually in the air and it feels just so real because it is it is real i wonder if that was a stunt double because they're so masked up in the in the plane i know tom cruise he's like known is he known for doing his own shows that more so recently I, it, it's i think he he started I'm I, he started doing them through the mission impossible movies so i think like in the second one which was 2000 he i think he started doing most of his stunts and started to actually like get a part of it but i don't think he started to really do the extravagant stuff until i think mission impossible or which one are we on now uh which one's about to come out yeah i think well seven mission impossible seven okay and you know i think i think he needs to i think he needs to stop <laughs> no nah, it's cool i saw him years old dude i mean and he's showing it i won't really I haven't seen him lately. In the movie, he looks great, but I think now he's kind of showing his age a little bit, which, yeah. I mean, if I look like Tom Cruise when I'm 60, I don't know what they're winning in life. I'm winning. I, yeah. I've only known Jackie Chan to only do his own stunts. And I didn't know about Tom Cruise until recently when he did the Tom, when he did the Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, and he's hanging off the, off the plane on the side, but. I mean, I find it kind of. I don't know. I find sometimes when he does it, it's a little irresponsible. Because it's, because in what happened in Fallout, which was the sixth Mission Impossible, when he broke his ankle, have you heard about that? Uh, he, he jumps from one building to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He breaks his ankle and like they kept the camera rolling, right? Kept, yeah, and they used that take, I think, but the production had to get halted for like m- six months for him to to get his leg, uh, his ankle healed. But it's like you know, just have a stunt double. Like it, like in certain times, it come it goes past the point of authenticity and just kind of just in endangering and just kind of screwing up a whole production you know what i mean i think that shows like how dedicated you are because i know i get sometimes but i just and especially in this case in top gun because he's like actually trained to do that stuff into like you know skydive i think stuff like that um and he was wired but and he just slipped up his ankle but still you have to like think about that like you're holding a lot of people back like job wise because we have to wait for you to heal your ankle which i'm sure he felt bad about uh, you know, because he seems like a pretty cool guy, and he seems like to be always the head of the production, even though he's just the actor. Yeah, so like he's in charge. Yeah, but you know, he's a man's man. He's Real he's like five foot six, which I can't really talk. Hey man, there's nothing wrong with being a short king, or we're all kings, short, tall. I need to get medium four, like four inch plat. You said he has those, right? Yeah. Oh, that's how it grows. Yeah. I mean, man, Miles Teller, you have to. Man, I saw that scene. I'm like, dude, he is like kind of down there, but. It's funny, um, cause sometimes you can see him, like his height just changes throughout the movie. Cause it's like, he's not level with Miles Teller, but he's like decently, decent gap. And then all of a sudden he's like next to him, like just out in the runway and she's like, good Lord, man. And in the first movie, the girl was actually taller than he was. Hey man, that's-, that's... Which, uh, No, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but you know, typically in modern action movies, the guy's like six foot. Six four, six pack, stupid buff, and, and then we got Tom Cruise, who runs in every one of his uh, movies. Do you know that? That's a fact. That's well, he runs. He right run, There's there's a running scene <laughs> in every single Tom Cruise movie. Every single one. Well, he only does action pretty much, so that's. Well, 
like in the 80s and 90s he did a lot more like kind of coming of age teen dramas i think uh and he even ran in those which where do you find that up did well, it, it's because I saw a montage of it. Because especially in Cruz running montage. And the way he runs is so, like, majestic. Just so majestic. Do you have a secret crush on Tom Cruise? No. <laughs> no, I don't. The movie's really good. The movie's really good. Um, you want to bring something back really quickly? Uh, sure. We did it for, like, five episodes, and then we got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've, had, we've had some long episodes, so we've been a little on there. Forgot about a little something. Um, sure. Yeah, you can do that. I got about one. to do uh, the guest that year segment of our podcast episodes. Um, do you have yours? I do. All right. Uh, lay it on me. Uh, this might be kind of easy, but who cares? You're getting us. Forty year old version. Two thousand five. Final. Yeah. You back again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back. I'm back. All right. I gotta come up with. Man, I'm with you. Um, let's see. Let's see. I'll say since I did a movie a movie review on the columnist page on uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, what is the original Planet of the Apes? What year was the original one? Old one. Like, like the first, very very first one back in the day. I don't know. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. It's old. It's old. Like old old. Okay. 1946. Final answer. Yeah. Do you want a hint? Sure. It's it's sooner than that. What? It's 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 that okay. It's it's old, but it's not like. Is it over a hundred years old? No. Yeah, that's a bad that's a bad question. Um. Wait, sooner as in like it's it's before or after forty six. After. Okay. Um. Nineteen fifty eight. Final answer. No. Um. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Nine, nine, I'm thinking between 1958 and 1964 for some random reason. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go 50. 19. Cricket, cricket. Yeah, this is uh 58. Sure, violin. Nope, 61. Yep. Yes. Wrong. It is 1968. Oh, man. Original Planet of the Apes was 1968, and then there was a, an ungodly amount of other ones that came after that. Uh, 1968. Oh, yeah? That, wow. I, I honestly forgot about that. Uh, just <laughs> reminding me. <laughs> I know we've been doing long episodes, and we kind of, like, uh, had this one. I don't know. We, we kind of just spiraled on to the other ones. but um, In terms of this uh, movie, what do you think of... One, what do you think of the soundtrack of it when you watched it? Did it give you that summer feel? So I haven't heard. I've only known the Danger Zone song, and that was cool because, you know, who doesn't like a good theme, 80s, whenever that came out, 80s, 90s? 80s, yeah, because 80s, yeah. So who doesn't like a good 80s song? But I think they, I, they weren't memorable, but they did fit for nostalgic purposes and how and the type of film it was. What do you think? I... Like I said earlier, the movie just really does a good job of giving the film a summer feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if you watch the first one, you'll understand that they really do just use the same music from oh. the first one, like Danger Zone. Uh, the other one that I was singing earlier that I can't remember, but um, singing. Uh, yeah, not that. <laughs> I wish. Um, but yeah, I, I like the soundtrack. I feel like it just really fits the fun, action, entertaining 
blockbuster kind of vibe that this movie was going for. And, you know, I don't really have any, like, disses towards the movie because it really isn't trying to do anything that it's not meant to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't try to step outside that box. I'm not trying to give you an overly emotional thing. It has, like, seeds there that, like, help kind of build the relationship of mostly Maverick and Rooster that, like, help the movie in terms of the end because at the end, I was getting, like, nervous for Rooster when his thing wasn't ejecting. Yeah. And, you know, he he um, crashes in that other country that they don't distinguish because of marketing and global box office stuff. That was a good... That was a good idea not to say what country it wasn't in i think that that moment when tom cruise also ejects and they're both like in the snowy country mm-hmm. it helps just make it fun because they have that moment where it's like why are you do like why'd you do that it's like because you told me to to eject i didn't like how he, how he kept emphasizing don't think like we get it you get it oh yeah don't think i don't i didn't like how often he kept he said it like three or four times and like it's cool the first maybe second time but that's the, after that yeah i i, I did like how fun it was of them stealing the f-14 or i think that's what it was from the other country but in like the fun was like okay yep keep going keep going i thought that was a fun thing i just feel like unrealistic how they were just able to steal this plane off this big base it was so anticlimactic i thought it's something we're gonna have to fight their way yeah but then it's smart because you know when i was in the war uh we But I mean, because everyone's running around, the whole bomb, the whole place is is bombed up, lit up with, you know. So I'm just, I'm assuming no one's checking for anyone because you're all panicking, like, oh man, what do we do here? So I think it was, it's a good idea, but if it's, if it's an action movie, so I, I wanted to like kill a guy, maybe. Well, that's kind of that doesn't make it really family friendly at that point. Yeah, they they have to keep that line of it's PG-13 though. So I mean, I think you could kill in those. I don't, I don't know what the rules are. I think that they weren't going to try. Because ki- in terms of killing, they did technically kill people. Yeah, with the plane. But like, you don't. That's explosions, you know, mis- you know, and the ejections, ejecting out. Yeah. But and but I also thought when they crashed in that plant, uh, planet, Jesus, uh, the country, I was thinking, oh, my God, are they going to have to, like, fight their way out of, like, wherever they are? Which I don't know where they're technically. Because they, they must have had to go far. Cause they got snow. They had snow, and they were like in like. Could have been a set though. Well, I meant like um, in the movie, like where did those characters like what country are they? In? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where they because they just cut and they're like, all right, we're on our way, and I'm just like, what? Where are they? Where are they? And I know I said earlier that they don't. They're not going to distinguish where they are and who they're fighting because that's just going to make it. Or like example, they're like fighting the Russians. People in Russia aren't gonna like the movie if they're like seen as the like enemy or the antagonist. So it was it was smart on the marketing, so it's accessible to the entire world, which it worked. But um, I don't know. I was really didn't know where that scene was going, and so them just being able to steal the plane at first, I was kind of like, oh, that's a little cheap that they were just you know they crashed and now they just found another plane. Um, but I kind of like it because it also has this thing where they they stole this plane that's pretty old i think i think they stole like a what an f-14 i don't know planes but they emphasize how bad it was how like old or unreliable yeah, unreliable so i think that helped adding kind of this suspense where it's like okay they took this plane but it's like in the worst shape and it's very unreliable and i think they even said like it's not working like the mm-hmm. the other ejection thing wasn't working yeah but they pull it yeah now because everyone they have the buttons in the new planes and this one they have a physical harness or pull things so 
So I think and I think that also was cool because I think in the first movie they have an F-14, so it's kind of also playing into the first movie. I, did, I don't know, that part just seemed a little cheap because I was ready for them to go knives and like ready to fight through the country and everything, but I don't think that would have been really weird if they had this whole movie like lighthearted and then all of a sudden they're killing people yeah. to get out of this country. I don't know. I, I, I liked... I don't know. I like that part. I like the ending with Hangman saving them. I thought. Yeah, full circle. He was, kind of an, he was kind of just like a. Not a nothing character, but there really wasn't any emotional depth to him. Kind of when he insulted that his dad died. But, I mean, it wasn't too. It wasn't like vulgar, you know. And I think that at the end, you kind of like Hangman because you're like, okay, he's kind of a jerk, but it's it, it's very reminiscent. I think I told you earlier about how it's reminiscent to Iceman. From Riverdale. Because uh, he's kind of to Rooster as Iceman was to Tom Cruise's Maverick. And uh, I think that was just kind of a, a fun way to uh, kind of pass the torch in a way. Uh, in terms of the characters and kind of those characteristics in the situation. What did you think of Val Kilmer in the movie? Uh, did, being not watching the first one, was it a little weird for you to... Kind of, because I don't know. I talk. Yeah, I mean, you can context clues he's like a friend the most or like a mentor at some point but you told me he was like on the line with him like he was training with him right yeah he was he was basically hangman in the first one he was kind mm -hmm. of the antagonist like always competing with maverick and kind of being his spoil and antagonist um and so to see them kind of reconnect but by the end of the first movie they're friends and they trust each other and they like you know uh and this and this one it's good to see him because bell kilmer was a big part of that movie and I'm glad he was in it because he's suffering from throat. I don't know if it's throat cancer or if it's like a something with his throat and just like, uh, yeah. So being him being in this movie was pretty was cool for them to do, and cool for him to like want to be in it because how much this means to him and just the overall like film. Uh, I do think they had to use some audio stuff, like to where. You know, it wasn't, you know, I don't know how it works, but I just think that it was cool to have him in there despite his, despite what's going on with him. Um, Another thing I liked with this is, because I, I think I asked you like once or twice, do I need to watch the first one to comprehend the second one? And you said no, because I just didn't. But what I liked about it is because due to me not seeing the first one, I was still able to pick up on stuff that happened in the first one. Did I say that? I say I watched the first one twice. I was able to pick up stuff in the second one that happened in the first one. Yeah. So... I know I said this with the Avengers one that they don't, they kind of do that, but not like well enough for me to really understand. It's called. Yeah, it, it's that, that's why I don't watch them. Yeah. But uh, they did a good job with with like not overdoing it, where like it takes focus off the second movie, but it's very straightforward. yeah, like oh he's he has it again, like little stuff like that. Like I'm assuming like oh he had it in the first one too or something like something was happening, but that yeah yeah. yeah. I also. I don't know. I, I just like, I know I say, I keep saying it over and over again, but it's just a feel good movie. And it is impressive to have Tom Cruise keeping up with them and keeping up with like these actors in terms of like just being an action star, you know? And I think the scenes that were the most tense were obviously the ending and just when they do those really big stunts where they're going like in the air, oxygen is low and they have to maneuver really quick. And I think that, you know, I'll say it again, the, <laughs> The airplane scenes and just the the way they're shot and the way how they're actually planes and the sound design and everything is just so accurate um and it's just so well done because i think they did film on a real you know they had to yeah you can't fake well you probably could fake it but that, that yeah that would cost a lot more money but 
I don't know. Do you have any uh, thoughts, more thoughts on the film as a whole? No, I, I really enjoyed it. The acting was good. I thought. Yeah, yeah. The teaching. Yeah. Um, the teaching. And then at the beginning when you think he's going to lose his job. Oh, that was that was cool as well. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the acting, it, it can be corny depending on who you are in some context. But I think as a whole, when you look at it kind of for what they're going for, the blockbuster kind of summer sequel to a corny, pretty, you know, 80s action movie it's i think they do they all do a pretty good job miles teller kind of got a boost in his career after man this. really i thought whiplash really did that for him. well it did but then I oh i guess he wasn't in a lot of movies until this one mm -hmm. really i mean he was in a couple he's in war dogs which i don't know i like that movie jonah hill was like 400 pounds uh no man don't we don't know don't fast shame don't, i'm not i'm not <laughs> i love saying, jonah hill you're saying like if now he's really like i think he he lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he did so, his new show. Very recently after that movie, so it was kind of, it, it was weird to see him, you know, yeah. be, you know, that heavy. I get you. To lose all that weight it was pretty, oh, shout out to Jonah Hill. I love Jonah Hill so much. I have a Wolf Wall Street poster in my room. Yeah. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. I need yeah. to bring it in here. But yeah, do you have anything closing thoughts? Um, I think I've gone over. I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies um, of all time, really. One of my favorite summer movies. Great theater experience. I'm so <laughs> glad. I didn't miss it. If I did, I would have been really upset. <laughs> but I, it's really good. What would you give it out of five, Cam? Four and a half. Four and a half. I'd probably get. Oh, jeez. I'd give it a five. That's fair. I think I'm giving it a four and a half because I didn't see it in theaters. It's no one. It's no one's fault but mine. Watching in the dorm just doesn't work as well. Man, no, it does not. Especially with all those. <sighs> those moments where it's like you just know people were cheering in the theater. Dude. It... Yeah. Gosh, man, maybe I should go. Maybe I should get a group of guys, and then we just go to the theater, written out for the day, and then just a bunch, bunch of dudes, bunch of dudes, just a bunch of Jabrowskis. Then we go like play pool afterwards or something. Smoke cigars and play cards. Absolutely right. Play, yeah, blackjack. We don't smoke here, by the way. We yeah. are, we're a no smoking podcast. Absolutely not. Save our lungs. But yeah, uh, this was the last episode of the semester. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's been really great. We appreciate everyone who's listened. We appreciate everyone, you know, just taking time to listen to us just go off about movies and, you know, saying a bunch of bull crap. But yeah, it's been, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we will be back next semester. Uh, first week, hopefully, depending on classes, if me and Cam are failing by the first <laughs> week of school, we'll probably have to My push it back for another week. But uh, yeah. Check us out in like mid-August, so we'll be back around then. Please, please don't go away. Yeah, please don't go away. We, we, we're not making any money off this, but we do want the we want the pound the back. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's been really good. Thank you for uh, continuing to listen to us this semester. Uh, we are the Two Dudes Talk Movies Podcast. I'm Drew. I'm Cam. And we will see you next semester. Everybody have a good summer. Peace. Peace.